Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Wednesday, everyone. We are presently talking about spiritual gifts, and in particular, the ministry equipping gifts. There are three categories of gifts that are listed in the scripture. A list in Romans 12 we have called motivation gifts, the list in Ephesians 4, ministry equipping gifts, and then in 1 Corinthians 12, the manifestation gifts. So presently we're looking at the second category. Here's the list as they are given. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And then we included from 1 Corinthians 12, administrations and helps. Seven offices or positions are listed here that are gifts to the church. Now we saw yesterday that it said in Ephesians chapter 4, that these are given to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We have shared that these are coaching gifts, just as a coach would lead a team and position the players so that they have the best hope of winning. These gifts are meant to equip the saints, the people in the congregation, to exercise their ministry so that the kingdom of God would grow and flourish. Every Christian is a minister, and these gifts are given so that we would be the most effective in our personal ministries. We started with the gift of pastor yesterday. This is a person who is responsible for the spiritual welfare of a group of Christians. They lead the flock by their example, they feed the flock by their teaching, and they protect them by warning them of dangers that might hurt their spiritual welfare. We saw that everyone needs to have a pastor. Everyone does, because they give an account of our souls before the Lord. We are meant to have this benefit in our life. So, as we shared yesterday, be part of a local church. Come under the care of a pastor. Now, let's go on to the next one, and I'm listing them basically in how we're familiar with them. First pastor, then teacher. A teacher explains relevant truth so others can learn. This is an important gift. There are some things that we are to understand. There are truths we need to understand. Principles that if we apply them in our lives have tremendous benefit. Now we are empowered by the Holy Spirit but this is a practical gift that's given to us embodied in a person who would teach us. We need to be taught. Now, there's different levels of learning and being taught. The scripture says that we don't need for anyone to teach us because the teaching of the anointing is within. So on that level, anything that we truly learn in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will have to teach us. There's an inward anointing of God's Spirit that teaches us. But that doesn't take away from the fact that there are people who teach us, obviously, because of this very portion here. There is a gift of teacher. There are people we need to listen to, 
hear them explain truth and unpack scriptures for us so that we have a deeper understanding. Now, how do these two things go together? Well, the person teaches outwardly, but it is the Holy Spirit who actually applies it to our life. And so both go together. We're not just following the ideas and the opinions of a certain person because they're our teacher, but we're allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us through this individual as he opens the scriptures to us. It's a very dangerous thing to just take one person and follow all their teachings and put them up on a pedestal like this person knows everything. I mean, that's how cults begin, lifting someone up and just following without any kind of scrutiny or testing that teaching against something else. And so we need to be careful. But saying all that, there's still this gift of teacher that's in the church that we need to receive and benefit from because they equip us for the work of ministry. Now, what is one of the main characteristics of a teacher? I would say it's their ability to see the balance of truth. Truth is to be held in balance. There are two sides of every truth and you need to be able to hold both in order to benefit from it. The Bible says that truth is a two-edged sword. It cuts on both sides. And so it is in truths. There's two sides of a truth. Just as there's two sides to a hand. You can look at your hand and see the palm and see how the fingers bend towards you in their alignment. And then there's the other side. You turn it over the other way and it's still your hand, but you have a different view of it. The fingers bend the other way. On this side, you see fingernails. The palm side, you don't see fingernails. And so you could begin to argue over what a hand is. But if you can hear both sides and you begin to put them together, then you can get a better feel of how the hand works and operates. And so it is in truth. There are two sides of truth. And a teacher will rightly divide the word of truth. That's what it says in 1 Timothy 2.15. To study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There is a dividing of truth, of understanding both sides of an issue. Now let me just give you a quick example of this from the scripture itself. Ones that are very clear and very obvious. Other times truths are not so obvious as these, but the same principle applies. In Proverbs 26 In verse 4 it says, Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. So this portion of scripture says, if you're dealing with a foolish person and they say something to you, it says here, don't answer them back because you're just going to be like him. You're just going to get into a back and forth. And so that's a truth. But listen to the very next verse, Proverbs 26 and verse 5. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Now this one is telling you to engage this foolish person and answer them back, because if you don't, they're just going to continue in their own way and be none the wiser because you didn't say anything. Well, which one should you follow here? Both of these verses are illustrating a truth. The first verse is saying don't answer him, because if you do... You're just going to get in an argument with them. 
The second one says, answer them, because if you don't, they're not going to learn. So how do you distinguish? You have to hold both truths in your heart. And at any particular time, when you're talking with someone, you have to discern by the Holy Spirit, and this is where God helps us, do I answer back at this point? Will it make it worse or will it make it better? You see, there is the application of two sides of a truth here. Now, that one's pretty obvious and easy to understand. But I want you to see another portion of Scripture where two verses back to back seem to say the opposite. Listen to Philippians 2 and verse 12. It says here, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, this verse is telling us that as a Christian, there are some things we need to work out. There's some labor involved. There's some effort involved and that I need to work out my salvation, and I need to do it with fear and trembling. In other words, something hangs in the balance. If I don't do this, then something could go wrong. There might be something I need to be fearful of, or I need to tremble at if I don't work out my own salvation. Now, that is a truth, and there are many people that really lay hold of that truth and realize their personal responsibility in their salvation and in their growth and in their being all that God wants them to be. That is a valid truth. It's there. It's for us to read and to see and understand. But notice the very next verse, verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his own good pleasure. Now, this verse is saying, as you're working out your salvation, know that God is working in you and he's given you the desire and the power to do the things that you ought to do. Now, that truth is very real as well, that I don't have to worry, that I don't have to be fearful and I don't have to tremble, that I know God is working in me and he's giving me the desire and the power to do the things I ought to do. Well, which one is right? Do I need to work and be fearful and tremble and have a sense that my decisions are important and that something hangs in the balance? Or can I just totally relax and say, you know what? What's going to happen is going to happen. God's working in me. I can't do this. So so God's going to give me the desire and the power to do it. Well, the thing is, they're both right. And even though some Christians might rely on one side or the other side, And there's been quite a divide down through the Christian church on this very issue. Is it man's responsibility or is it God's responsibility in my salvation? And the answer is, it's both. You have to hold both these truths. And in a situation, you have to let the truth weigh into your heart to have the benefit that it's meant to have in us. And so teach her to see both sides and bring the application of these principles to us so we have a clear understanding. A good teacher is able to see both sides of a truth and then be able to apply them so that they actually cut on each side, just as a two-edged It has to have an effect in our life on each side. Sometimes I can get seed, that emphasis that says, you know what, you need to be more diligent. You need to be more careful. You need to work at this. And then sometimes in my life, I can get so frustrated and get so down that I just need to relax and and just be comforted in the fact that God is working in me and he's given me the desire and the power to do it. So at different times in my life, I need these truths applied to me. 
The Holy Spirit will apply them, but I need to understand the truths and have good teachers who bring these things to me so I have an understanding of what's happening at a particular time. Some people in the body of Christ who are gifted to be teachers, and there is an office, there's a role that they play. They are appointed in the church. And so know who they are and take advantage of them because this gift is to equip us for the work and the ministry that God has for us. Well, again, our time is gone, but we'll continue tomorrow with the next gift in this category. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.